T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Jackson Reese, we're back. Uh, Nick Sirianni scheduled to speak to the media coming up. At two forty-five, did you get the uh, the two-minute warning, Jack? That it's coming up soon? Or? No, not yet. <laughs> He's running behind today, I guess. Well, it might be a little bit looser because there's no game. I know, there's no doubt it's looser. I'll get there when I get there. Might be. <laughs> Guy gets the one seed one time, and now we're pushing press offers back to two fifty-five. I mean, who knows? He might be playing ping pong exactly. or rock paper scissors. Anything. Yes. Who knows? He could be there playing basketball. Yeah. He could be doing anything. Yeah. Well, um, many things to hear from um, from Nick Sirianni uh, on, including, and I mean, obviously he's going to support Shane Steichen or whatever, but uh, there are three teams now at least that have officially asked to, uh, to interview him. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Colts, the Panthers, the Texans also are going to interview both Shane Steichen and Jonathan Gannon. Mm-hmm. When you're 14-3 and three and your offense is uh, as potent as it's been, we see this all the time. The offensive coordinators and defensive coordinators of successful teams will be looked at for head yeah, coaching opportunities. They were 9-8 and eight and Gannon was getting interviewed. Yeah, yep. A year ago. Yeah. Eagles won the Super Bowl. They lost their offensive coordinator. They lost their quarterback's coach. Wouldn't surprise me if Brian Johnson ended up getting a, maybe a coordinator job or a head coaching job. Well, I mean, you can make him the OC here. He's or, not getting right. a head coaching job. Or he could, or he could get the, the, the OC, yeah, or he could be calling plays here next mm-hmm. year. So, I mean, it, it's something that Andy was able to do for a long time was when he would lose a coach, you have the next guy in the pipeline who steps up and he's ready to go. So, the only um, problem is this is a young staff. Yeah. It's a young staff. So, it's not like you have guys waiting in the wings that, have, that are experienced play callers. You know what I'm saying? Frank, I, I wonder would Nick go back to calling plays. I could see that. So maybe Frank Frank Reich. I don't know if he's gonna. He is under contract right. still with the Colts, or at least they could pay him for not working. I don't know yep. if he's the kind of guy that would rather coach mm-hmm. and and be an offensive coordinator than sit at home and get paid. Right, right. Like I'd rather sit at home and get paid. But you know these coaches that they, they, uh, they want to get back to coaches. Sit yeah, at home. yeah, yeah. Matt, Matt, yeah, they, they sit at home for two months and you see what happens. Yeah, yeah, they're back. Either they take a full-time TV gig or they get back into coaching. Matt Roll could have sat out for five years and made like $60 million yeah. or whatever, and he went right back into coaching the minute yeah. he could in Nebraska. So Yeah, you, you, you don't get into coaching if you want to be at home. Yep. Because you're never at home. So the idea that you're home every day doesn't sit well with coaches and they need something to do. So – that's why Matt Rule was like, yeah, I'm jumping right into Nebraska. <laughs> as long as you can match the salary that I'm that I'm getting here, I'm in. Yep. Yeah. And he was. Yeah. Yeah. So I I, I would yeah. I, I think I think Frank's back in the league next year and, and maybe he maybe he does come back to Philadelphia. He had had success here as offensive coordinator. Obviously him and Nick have a very close relationship. So mm-hmm. but to your point, 
there there's not with Andy, and maybe you just didn't know who was going to be the guys that stepped in after the, another guy had left, but like once you start losing a, a bunch of these guys, then it's like uh, almost like well, you can't possibly have somebody that's ready to go. There's not enough positions on a team for someone to step up, but mm-hmm. it's what comes. You get poached when you're good. Well, when Andy also had the benefit, at least while he was here, he called the majority of the plays. Right. Uh, so when he lost an offensive guy, it didn't matter. And then he hired Marty Morningwig, who nobody was going to hire again. So he was always going to be here as Andy's confidant. And Jim Johnson wasn't going anywhere. So they lost position coaches, but they didn't lose coordinators while he was here. Position coaches yeah. got, got promoted to uh, yeah. uh, spags. Yeah. And... They may have gone somewhere else, but yeah. Jim Johnson was the D.C. until he passed away. Yeah. Right? And, and, and so, but, yeah, you're right. I mean, that's, that's sort of what happens with coaching staffs. And I, I think it does have an impact, man. But, you know, in, in this league today, man, these owners – they want a specific type of coach. They want to run a specific type of organization. And these younger guys that are just interested in coaching and don't they aren't power hungry and need to control everything and have input on everything, they're 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 more willing to take this opportunity to be a head coach, even if it comes with these restrictions or stipulations, versus saying, like like uh like Leftwich. Mm-hmm. Leftwich may never be to get a head coaching job. You literally tried to get the GM fired in Jacksonville in order to take the job. Yep. You said, I'll come if you fire Trent Baalke. Yep. And they said no, and he didn't get the job. Exactly. And look at Doug. And you're Byron Lethwich. Yeah. So that could rub any owner the wrong way. That you ain't no telling when you might get another opportunity to really be a head coach. So sometimes you got to take the opportunity when it comes. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, like like if you had if you had your choice of every job out there, Shane Steichen may not want the Colts job. If that job's offered to him, Shane Steichen's taking as the, the head Colts coach. Job. Yeah, dude, Nick Sirianni woke up like, hold on, somebody calling me about a head coaching job. I'm he down, I'm down here in Cancun. I'm an expert <laughs> at football. No, you're right. He was even a, he didn't know that. Yeah, he's like, hold on, yeah, his agent called him like, hold on, I haven't talked to you in five years, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> His agent's like, yeah, hold on now. The Eagles want to talk to you, man. Uh, for what position? Head coach. Head coach? What? <laughs> and then he got the job. And then he got the job. And look at this now. They're 14 and what, 3. What did they say? He showed up to the meeting in a t-shirt? Like, he had, no, he went to he went to uh, Target. Target or he, he bought went an to, outfit. He, he went, bought to, an outfit. They went to Ross or something. <laughs> TJ Maxx. And he, yeah. Or did he borrow somebody's suit? I forget what the story was. He's literally on vacation. Yeah. He showed up as probably too big, you know, like off the rack. There's no way he had a binder with him telling him to it with his, like a portfolio. Like yeah, there's no way. There's no way he came in there with a portfolio. That's what I want to know. Like, how is his plan so apparently well put together? You know like what it was? At 1 a.m. he started putting it together. No, but you together. know what? Honestly, you know what I think it was? I think it's the emotional intelligence stuff to where, yeah. like, they, they just, they liked him. What do y'all want to do? <laughs> okay. That too. That too. Yeah. It, it, is, it is interesting that, um, that, I mean, I don't think Steichen. Steichen. I don't think fans really have a negative opinion of Steichen, but certainly there, there'll be a celebration with Jonathan Gannon. Oh Jonathan man, Gannon boy, I'm telling you, boy. Right? It'll be. It'll be like Happy almost. Monday. It'll be like almost. Like, you know what it would be like? Remember when the Phillies won a, a playoff round and they still celebrated with champagne? It wasn't yeah. the World Series, but you still celebrate. Eagles <laughs> yeah. fans will be celebrating Jonathan Gannon. Jonathan Gannon's gone. Yeah. 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 I don't know if I'm in. I don't, I'm not in that camp. 
I, listen, I'm not going to tell you he's my favorite D.C., but, man, I, I got to give him credit, man, for the team, the unit plan, being a better unit. Well, right? I, I remember – I just don't I, – I, I just – I mean, the, the results are the results, right? Yeah. Like you, you may not personally believe that he's he's as responsible as maybe some other – like Jim Johnson or other guys like that, but I, mean, I remember at the end of last year, Elliot, who's he'll, – he'll be on after Sirianni. He was, um, he was saying that he thinks Gannon's a really good – defensive coordinator everything mm-hmm. else I said listen I'm not going to sit here and kill him because look at the look at the players that he has right like until you give him actual weapons to go out there like I don't think you can fairly judge him you gave him real weapons you added pass rushers you gave him you gave him the, the best second corner that this team has had I don't know how long and look at the results the defense have had so how can you not give the guy credit like you gotta get well, you, if you don't like somebody that's what you right. do no I, mean, I, I it's, <laughs> That's what you do. You come up with other reasons to, that you don't like the guy. Right. That's why I don't do the whole back and forth thing. I'm like, dude, the results are the results. You can't argue against the results, so you just argue that you don't like the guy. And I like the results. Yeah, like that, that's all that should matter. And the, and the offense, the results. too. Nobody and, liked Doug until he won the damn Super Bowl. Yeah. They, he, was a, he, was a, he was a goof before then. We were ready to get rid of him. Yeah. Same thing with Nick Sirianni. Same thing with Nick Sirianni, yep. yeah. But that's my point. How do you argue with the results? You can't. No, you can't. I mean, Shane, Shane Steichen has been calling plays. Shane Steichen, for the most part, and there's been some games that you can be like, all right, well, what were you guys doing? But for the most part, this year, they've been excellent. And the results are there to do it. Now, that, a lot of that's Jalen Hurts with his legs and his arm and everything else. Yeah, they took Jalen Hurts and they said, this is yeah. what we can do. Yeah, this is, that's, that's just silly talk. Jalen Hurts was here last year. How'd he look? Yeah, there was real development. And yeah, I, and they I put give... players around him. Yeah. They put players around him. You have to have a, a scheme. You have to have an offense. And then you have to go out there and execute. It's no different than any other situation. This is no different. Players are great. Yes, players are number one important. It doesn't mean that the coaches aren't important. Nick Sirianni's coming up here, Jack, <laughs> in uh, in a minute or two. We we got the warning, so uh, so we will see. Yeah, she came on and said five minutes, and Howard was like, "Yeah, hey, what are you waiting for? <laughs> <laughs> like, he's making jokes on the Zoom call. Like, can we, can we be professional one time? I didn't realize it was a Zoom call. Why, they, why aren't they at the that place? We still doing Zooms? Not, they don't feel like everyone has to come in for these. Oh, okay. you know, no, you know, beat writers are very overwhelmed. You know what? It, <laughs> I'm like what? You know what it is like that? that like, uh, other than after the game, it's the day after press conference on Zoom as well. Yeah, so yes. that's on Zoom as well. Yeah, these guys are like Elliot. They're happy as hell. They don't have to drive down. They don't have to park. They don't have to walk in. Oh. Uh, Most pampered media in the country. The Eagles yeah. beat reporters. Wow, exactly right. They're taking shots. Now, Elliot probably still gets <laughs> dressed up for the Zoom, but most of these guys, you know, they well, gotta go look. Gotta look good in the Zoom. Yeah, Elliot's got the trench coat on, the the t the, the the t shirt underneath or the shirt underneath, looking good right there. All right, so we're waiting on Nick Sirianni. Uh, he will hopefully update us. Probably talk a lot about Jalen Hurts and the injury and how he pushed and he wanted to play and how tough he is and everything else. Um, yeah, two, less than two weeks from now, I don't expect even if he's not back to being a hundred percent, you're going to see the Eagles' offense back to what it was where they're not going to be afraid to run them, where that's still going to be part. Whatever they were doing before the injury is what I expect them to be doing after the injury because that's how the team's got to win. Lane Johnson is a, is a question mark to me, even though I believe he's going to be back. And Devontae Maddox still walking around on the boot. I don't know, and I don't know if they're going to give us any in injury information because they normally don't, but that, that's, a, that's an important player, Devontae Maddox. You get him back, now you can actually have C.J. Carter-Johnson who can – do a little bit of everything as opposed to playing mainly in the slot, which is where they had them um, in in Sunday's game. So we'll see if we can we can read into 
any of that. Let's go to uh, let's go to Josh while we wait for Sirianni. Let's go to Josh in Nicetown. What's up, Josh? How are you, buddy? Um, I'm doing great. The three blind mice of coaching staff of the uh, mainly the Philadelphia Eagles. Happy uh, Monday. Is, is anybody waiting for them to come out with a great scheme? Uh, you've seen all you need to see on Sunday, and it's all Jalen. If this was if this if this was uh, Tom um, Brady, uh, Tom Brady, Tom Brady, everybody would say it's Tom Brady. But since it's this great quarterback that we have, and nobody saw it. How long before did they say it was Tom Brady? Because I don't remember nobody saying it's all Tom Brady. Those first three or four Super Bowls. Yeah, well, and well, they actually won Super Bowls. Well, that's the consensus. All right. When they so, when, no, how many years did it take for people to say it was Brady? Well, it took you know, it, it took a bit, Ten. but again, again, <laughs> I'm saying that this non-coaching staff that we have, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? You know the you know the three stooges of the coach universe. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. they cannot coach themselves out of a paperweight. Listen. It's all Jalen. Well, how did they coach themselves out of that two and five start last year? Well, again, it was all new to everybody. Oh. It's, again, it was Jalen. Oh. He's the general. He's oh. the general. So Jalen decided he, he wanted to run get, the football and not throw the ball anymore. Get, I, I need y'all to calm down and no. get it, get it, get it. How get about it, on defense? They, they have set numerous – NFL records, team records, as far as getting to the quarterback. Let's not start with uh, John Gannon. Come on, stop, stop, stop. The 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 the, the mayor of Louisville. The, the this this dude is a troll. So if you're telling me if they had, if they had a great defensive coordinator, they would have had what 140 sacks this year, or or, or what? Yes, I mean it, it, beyond this dude, he's an idiot. And all I want to do is choke him out. He's an idiot. Choke him out. Wow. Why? Right? Hold on. No, so hang on a second, Josh. Why? It's because he's a moron. No, 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 no. Just don't call him names. Like what? <laughs> well, what, is, what else do you expect? <laughs> what is it? That, what is it that you don't think that he's a good coach? He's not aggressive. He's not aggressive. He he's a, he's an egotistical boob. All he he's concerned about over the top, over the top. I thought he was a back end guy. I thought that was his specialty. Mm, well, we find out that ain't his specialty. What is his specialty? It's like, oh, jeez. And all I want to do is put him in the choke uh, All right, all right. All right, all right. All right, Josh. Put him in a choke hold. Hold on, man. All we right, got Josh. someone from Nicetown wanting to. <laughs> yeah, that's not nice, Josh. So, hold on. So, you feel the same. So, you don't like any of the three top coaches, the head coach, the <laughs> offensive coordinator, and the defensive coordinator. All of them. I want them all out of here. All right, Scott. 14 and 3. Right, 14 and 3. <laughs> First overall seed. Put them all out of here. Setting records on well, defense. Well, here's the thing. I, here's the funny thing. Everybody had career years this year. Uh, uh, A.J. Brown had a career year. Miles Sanders had a career year. Devontae had a career year. Jalen Hurts had a career year. Uh, Brandon Graham, Brandon had, a Graham year. had a career year. C.J. Gardner-Johnson had a career year. T.J. Edwards had a career year. Uh, Hassan Reddick had a career year. Josh Sweat had a career year. Uh, I don't know. Did Javon Hargrave have a career year? I mean, it seems like everybody, had career year, yes. everybody had a damn career year, but all the coaches suck. 
I should ask him about Howie. Do you think he liked Howie? <laughs> yeah, like, who, who should we get a credit to? We're just giving it to the hit. But here's what I would say. If you want to do the whole give the credit to all the players, then give the blame to the players. Right. Don't play the game of when if they lose, then now I want to blame the coach for everything. No, then blame the players for everything. Well, and that's what you said after the Washington game. Yes. Because everybody – then it was like that, – that, that was when Angelo said fire Jonathan Gannon, and mm-hmm. that's when you got the Nick Sirianni, coach of the year, Jonathan Gannon, right? <laughs> right. Yeah, so, like, be consistent. Yes. That, if you want to get involved the, the, the Exactly. Players. If the coaches don't have anything to do with it, then, yeah, then the, the players should be to blame for the team not winning. Marks and Reese on 94 WIP one <laughs> Philadelphia broadcasting from – the Tasty Cake Studios is Nick Sirianni. Probably he's either eating a cheeseburger or mm-hmm. he's he's playing knockout on the hoop. And, and let me just be clear. I'm not telling you that the players aren't the most important component here. That's not what I'm saying. But to act as if the coaches don't matter and they haven't contributed. and Because all I heard was Brian Johnson is his quarterback coach and he's been knowing him. Well, I thought coaches don't matter. So Jalen should just be able to improve on his own. <laughs> yeah, he did. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, I thought none of the coaches matter. The play calling that we have, the offense that's been installed, whether it came from from Lincoln Riley or Jalen in college or this and any other, how come Jalen looked like this Alabama when he got to Oklahoma with Lincoln Riley, a coach? Yeah. Did did that help him out some? Yeah. Or is it just all Jalen? Yeah, it did, and it it helped him out. And and to where he became the Heisman runner-up. Obviously. The player did the work and deserves uh, deserves credit for the improvement. Sure he does. They, they, they've also done a great job in putting him in an offense that works for him ask, and this team. Why don't you ask the player? Oh, oh coach. We got Nick Sirianni? Here he is. Hey, Josh. Uh, Nick, a, a two-part question, uh, both regarding uh, you and your, your staff. Um, as uh, Jonathan Gannon and Shane Steichen have emerged as uh, interview candidates for other head coaching jobs, how are you uh, currently best supporting them while also making sure that you guys uh, accomplish the uh, task at hand? And the uh, second part is uh, considering the uh, amount of opponents that you guys might face and the the total bandwidth, uh, how have you gone about uh, assigning responsibilities uh, for your entire staff as you guys kind of scout and prep this whole week? So first of all, you know, first to your first question, um, you know, you, you hire guys like, like Shane and, and Jonathan that know what the, you know, that have are, are committed to the team. Also, you know, obviously they want to be able to do what's best for them and their families, but I know the first and foremost is that these guys are committed to this team. Um, and, you know, you, you have some, you have some time off here at, later in the week um, as far as, you know, we're not grinding until 10 o'clock maybe every night, you know? So there's some, there is some time that's, that's happening later in the week for them to be able to do that. As far as, as far as anything with just helping them get ready for it, you know, I really made a conscious effort of, of doing that um, all during the off season. Um, very similar to what Frank Reich did for me. Um, you know, when he had nuggets to give me, I made it, I made a very uh, deliberate point of once a week, getting the guys together um, and talking, talking to them about things that, you know, that I thought would help felt would help them and that they had when they had time to think about those things a little bit more. So, you know, that's, that's where I always thought that was my responsibility um, as the head coach to help them with those things. So, and again, I'll be a sounding board for them, you know, if they need to bounce some things off of me. Um, but, you know, 
I'll let you, t- I'll let them tell you when those interviews are going to happen and everything like that. I don't want to, I don't want to get into that, but that, I'll let them tell you that. Um, but they'll, they'll happen when they, there's a, there's time for them to be able to do that. Right. So they're, you know, we're, we're in the middle of self scout right now. And I know all our minds are on that. Um, because these guys, again, you don't just get ready for an interview the week of the interview or the day of the interview, right? These guys have been preparing for this and uh, for this. And just like I, I did when I, you know, before I got the head coaching job here. Um, and so it's just tidying up some things, um, making sure they're ready. I, I don't know. I imagine Gannon will per- wear a pretty nice suit. Um, so I imagine he's got the, the dry clean. I don't know. Shane. Yeah, Shane will have a nice suit on, but that won't be as nice as Gannon. So I know they're they'll be getting ready with that as as well. Uh, I'm sorry, Josh, you had a second part of the question. I'm not great with two part questions. I usually because I get going, and you know, you guys know me. Yeah, sorry, no. Sometimes, just uh, considering the, anything, sometimes I give you a ton of info, and sometimes I give you none. That's what you guys are thinking in your heads right now. All right, go ahead. What did what was the second part? Oh, the opponents. Yeah, just considering the, uh, the the total bandwidth that you might have with your entire staff, how are you uh, divvying responsibilities in regards to uh, scouting? This first part of the week is going to be devoted strictly to, towards self-scout, um, comp- and, and that's it. Um, and, and then later in the week, we'll be getting to that. And so, you know, first and second down, you have different uh, responsibilities um, of of what you have, you know, and you really, you really get the head start on first and second down. Um, and so you know, we'll double up on some things, you know, um, but we, we have a good staff, like I said, uh, you know, it, and we're going to, you know, if, if, if I'm responsible for one part and Shane's responsible for the other part, we'll just do our, we'll take educated guesses um, and make, you know, two of the, two of the four opponents we've played recently. Right. Um, you know, so we have a lot of, a um, lot of thoughts on those two division opponents, Tampa, we've, we obviously played last year, but obviously that's been a long time. So we'll have to do a, a little bit there. And then Seattle, we haven't played in my two years here. So we'll have to do a little bit there as well. So, um, yeah, that's, you know, what we have, you know, different different assignments, that we, uh, just like everyone has in their normal week. Um, and you just you just might have to go home. And when you go, when you go home, make sure you're, um, you know, getting caught up on some of the, uh, you know, some of the tape that you haven't watched on those teams. We'll go to Tim and then Rube. Hey Nick, another two-parter for you. Unfortunately, on uh, on Jalen's Jalen's shoulder. Uh, so the first one, how did he come out of the the Giants game physically? And uh, the second part is, what's your understanding for whether he's going? Is he going to have to play through pain the rest of your of the way? Is that your understanding? That the second part of that, Tim, I'm not sure I can answer that question. Um, you know, we do we are fortunate that <clears throat> excuse me, we are fortunate that we have two weeks to for the, till the next time we play, you know, as of, uh, two days or, you know, depending on if it's Saturday or Sunday. Um, so we're fortunate there. And so again, like he's going to be a little bit more healthy than when, than when he, than when he was, uh, you know, obviously the other day, um, you know, he came out, he came out, um, sore as expected, right. He came out sore, sore as expected. Well, Oh can, my I, God. can you pause for one second? Nick Sirianni, apparently something's going on there, Jack. Jack, you're looking at the video. It here. looks like Ike said pause, honestly. No, I'm just kidding. I have no idea. <laughs> I'm like, what? Something, <laughs> happened, something there. happened there. He's laughing. <laughs> Good. Yeah. 
All right, so he came out sore, oh, um, as expect, you know, Tim. He he came out um, of that of that uh, of that game a sore because you know it it's it's still healing, right? And like we didn't feel like we were putting him at any more risk of of getting more injured, but we knew it was going to hurt him like hell, and he knew it was going to hurt him like hell. But that's the kind of uh, player he is. That's the kind of teammate he is. He fought through it um because he because it, it was important for him to be out there and he knew it was how important it was to him and his teammates for him to be out there thank you go ahead reuben and zach sorry for the delay him yeah i have a 12-part question uh number one no I, I wanted to ask about josh sweat and uh i know you don't do timelines but um are you generally optimistic i mean he seems to think um he can play again he will play again uh where is he right now and and what's his chances of being out there you know i know he's i know he is feeling better um you know and that's that that's obviously a long way from when he when he we all had to watch him um have to be carted off and so you know i know he's feeling better i know he made a push to play last week um we felt like it wasn't um, in his best interest to play last week uh, for him for health wise. Are we hopeful that he'll play next, you know, in two weeks? Yeah. Um, again, I don't want to, you know, just like you said, like, I don't want to say, yes, he's going to play. I, we're really hopeful and we'll really um, feel good that he will, but you know, anything can happen. Um, and, um, but we know he's trending in the right direction of, of getting healthy. And that's a good thing because, he brings so much to this defense. Um, you know, we know we feel his presence every time that he's out in that field. And I know that the defense or the part of me, the offense that's playing against them um, has to account for him on every play. So um, we're hopeful he's doing, he's definitely doing better, which, you know, thank God that he is. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll take it one day at a time. But again, like, you know, we're, we are hopeful. Thank you. We'll go to Zach and then Chris. Hey, good afternoon, Nick. Uh, you spoke about your schedule, but this is your first time in this situation in the NFL with the first round bye. How do you go about determining how to handle it from scheduling to messaging to how to spend the week to preparation? Yeah, you know, just like you do with any any other thing that you've kind of everything's a learned skill, right, Zach? You know, it's, you know, you none of your, you know, you, you like to think you invented an idea or something like that, but, you know, in actuality, like you take little bits of pieces from each coach you've been around and, you know, whether that's the good things you've been around or the bad things you get, you've been around then, you know, because I haven't been in this scenario, like, so obviously now it's calling the coaches that I've trust, calling the coaches that have experienced this before, asking them how they, how they handled it. And then at the end of the day, just like I have to do with everything, I have to take a little bit of, you know, information from everywhere. And at the end of the day, I got to make the decision that I think is um, important for, you know, that's um, that benefits the team the most. Um, one thing I can say that I will say is that um, fundamentals are going to be a big part of winning in the playoffs, just like we believe it really is, um, you know, um, in the regular season as well, right? Fundamentals, this player's a good player, that player's a good player, this coach is going to call a good play, that coach is going to call a good play. So what comes, what it comes down to is your fundamentals. So, you know, we'll have a little bit more time for individual this week to get back to some of the fundamentals that you might not have enough time to do um, in the, in the, uh, in the year, you know, kind of more so um, 
like a training camp practice or a OTA practice where you have more time. That doesn't mean we're, we're, you know, we're not going to be in pads or anything like that. All that means is there's going to be a little bit more time devoted to that uh, individual like there was in OTAs and training camp. And then the other thing is, uh, Zach, is that, uh, you know, there will be, it's going to take some situations, right? If we want to do all the things that we want to do um, in the playoffs, and that's literally, you know, winning the first game and then taking it from there. Um, there's going to be situations that, you know, there's going to, it's, it's going to be the smart football teams that, you know, it's going to come down to things like that. Right. And, and so, you know, we're just going to, we're going to rep that this week, you know, some of the situational football, um, some of the situations that happen within the situations of those work on some things, you know, that we've studied um, that again, you have more time to do now, you know, maybe, uh, uh, you know, different types of end of game plays, different types of, uh, you know, game position plays, different types of uh, backed up plays, all those different things um, that have been on our radar, like in, in, you know, that we've been working on, but now you can get some full speed reps of that. Thank you. Go ahead, Chris and then Dave. Afternoon, Nick. Uh, I know you guys said you guys are in the middle of doing your self scouting right now. And if, since that's the case, what, what have you seen from Dallas Goddard and how, what have you seen from these teams, especially when it comes to covering him in the red zone? Yeah, um, with Dallas, you know, obviously we're still at the beginning portions of this of this self scout. We know how important it is to get him the football. Um, to say that we're to a point where we're we've studied each and individual and their and their catches yet, we have not got to that point yet. But we know, like you, you know, the identity. We're you know we'll get to our passing game, we'll get to our red zone game. You know, and right now you're going through sacks, you're going through interceptions you're going through fumbles you're going through drops you're going through you know you're going through some of those things and and you're thinking to yourself what can how can we coach this better how can we be more detailed on this um to help the guys put them in position to succeed there is a time uh which just hasn't happened yet where we'll get to individual routes that guys have run uh concepts that we're good at um identity plays you know within that and what are you trying to do what you're trying to you're trying to put yourself in position to run the plays that you, you feel like you're successful at and to the guys that you're successful with. And so all that will be taken into account in Dallas is and what we're going to see. Eric can already, I can already say that we're going to see, um, you know, how, how uh, efficient Dallas is um, and the different things that he's good at um, will, will, will reflect itself. And we, we got a good idea what those things are, but um you know that, that that's coming up in the in the process. We look forward to to get into that. Go ahead, Dave, and then John. Hey, Nick. With all the success you guys have had this year, I'm sure you you realized it was a possibility you might lose Jonathan or Shane. Have you spent much time throughout the year just thinking about contingency plans and what you might have in house and and out of, out of the Novacare complex that might help out, help out in that case? Yeah, and, I think. Yeah. yeah, you know, we, like I said, we, we, I know I'm, you're going to hear me say we take it one day at a time, this day at a time, but you still, as you know, as the head coach, I still got to think about those things. And, um, you know, cause that's, that is a very important part of being a head coach is, is who you replace guys with, you know, you're, you're hoping that you have success. You're hoping that you lose guys for the benefit of them and their family and their career and their family. Um, you hate to lose guys because they, the reason they're here in the first place, because I felt like they were really good coaches. Um, but then you, ha you know, just like you go into a job interview and you say, I, I want this guy, this guy, and this guy, 
that's not always the reality that you're going to get all those guys. So it's the same scenario here. Like, of course, I'd want to keep these guys. They're great coordinators. But in the event that I lose them, um, yeah, I've, I've, uh, you know, I've got an idea what I want to do um, at, at, uh, at both spots, um, you know, and, 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 and the answer is uh, to sometimes, yes, it's in the building and sometimes it's outside of the building. And, uh, but feel like we have a lot of good options. Um, and we feel like we have a lot of good options in the building that we're, that we would be excited about, um, you know, if that, if that were to happen. Go ahead, John, and then Martin. Uh, hey, Nick. Um, uh, I'm curious uh, about the self-scout part of it. Uh, when you go back to the bye week, which has been a while now, you obviously have that process. Does it change any any way at all when you're heading into the playoffs? Is there a, a different way you try to tackle it? Um, you know, we, we feel really good about that process of what you're trying to do is you're trying to go through and, and you're watching the tape of these things, right? And you're looking at comment, for instance, we just got done watching the sack tape and I won't get into that, but you, you look at, there, there's the, there's the data of it. You have one coach that summarizes that data. You see common denominators of what that data may say. And then you put the tape on and let the tape tell the story. And then you watch it and you, and then at the end of that, you know, whatever, whatever Spurs thought, you know, whatever Spurs thought you watch, you know, whatever Spurs, uh, hmm, this is a common denominator here. Let's watch them all. It's Spurs thought. And then you go and you summarize those things. Hey, Shane, what'd you see there? Hey, Stout, what'd you see there? Hey, mine, and I'll tell them what I saw there. And and, and the, it's an open room to say that. And, and then, you know, that's a really important pro- uh, part of the process. We feel like we always tweak our process to get better at it. And we really feel good about how that goes. And so it is a grind, but you know, that's, that's what we're, that's what we're supposed to, that's what we do. You know, we, we grind to make sure we can find the answers to put our guys in in better spots and to coach them more efficiently. So there's, it's, it's very, it's very similar. Um, Then you look at the part of the game where you're, where you feel like you're a top 10 and what the, you know, you, you have to look at some stats, statistical, statistical things, some analytic things and where it's, you know, where you are a top 10 team and where you are a bottom 10 team. And then you'd really dive into that bottom 10 team, uh, what you are there and, and you, and you figure out what, what's going on. And, and then there's going to be, you know, naturally as you go through that process, John, things get, things pop up. Right. And so you may have went in to, to examine um, you know, we talk about sacks. You might have went and examined why this was a common denominator, and then something pops up. And so, what you're doing through that is like at the end of you know the sack reel, you say, "Hey, anything pop up right there?" And naturally, we've had three things pop up, and that will be tomorrow. Hey, hey, all, now let's take care of all the pop up things. Um, you know, within the next couple of days, what which ones where those will be? So. Um, we like that process. We're, we have, we feel like we're very systematic with that process. Uh, it's the only really way I know how to do it and then just try to improve it each time. Um, so it's very, very, very similar because, you know, um, you know, when you, when you, when you go back and you, I don't know, I, I make taco soup sometimes for my family. I got, I don't, I, I make the taco soup how I made it the last time because, well, my kids don't love it, but my wife likes it. So I make the taco soup the the way I did last time. 
And then, you know, why do my kids not like it? Well, because I didn't give them enough Fritos on the side, right? So then I'll maybe add a couple of Fritos. So it's what? it's like you have a plan. I'll probably get made fun of for that, but that's okay. Um, you have a plan of what you want to do and you follow that plan, but always trying to make it a little bit better. So to answer your question, long-winded, um, the answer is, yeah, we, we'd stick to that plan, but we also know that that plan has progressed every time we've done it. Um, and, and we'll, there'll be a, some sort of revelation this week, um, that we say to ourselves, Hey, uh, you know, it would be better, you know, it was better that we did this, this time, and that will get added to it. And that's, that's kind of how you go about your processes. And that's what we do getting ready for a week as well. You know, it's, it's the same, Hey, how'd we get ready for last week? Okay. Do it, do this again. And, but remember last week we added this little segment. All right, cool. That really helped us out that week, add it to this week. And then that just builds as you go. All right. There you have it. Nick Sirianni specifically talking about Jack Fritz when he said, I'm, I'm, I'll get made fun of that for talking about the taco soup. No. Yeah, he was talking about your drop board. Uh, <laughs> believe me, I already bookmarked it. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I knew, like, when he said that he didn't give the kids enough Fritos and that's how he can make the taco soup better for the kids, mm. he made it somewhat relatable. There you go. Nick Sirianni. Um, not really sure what we, uh, what we got out of that, but we got it. Elliot Shore Parks joins us uh, in studio right now. ESP, what's up? What's going on? How you feeling today, buddy? I mean, man, I guess a little hungry. You know, talking about taco soup, Fritos. Uh, you know, was in, Nick was being peak Nick right there. That was classic Nick Sirianni. One way of putting it, we're going to come back and we're going to get right into it with you. Uh, All right. On the show on Friday, you had said that you needed style points. You needed yeah. this offense to be humming on Sunday, and I, I, I said to you, I said. Elliot, just 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 with caution, don't expect the offense to look great on Sunday. It's about winning the game. Yeah. They didn't look great. I'm curious to how you're feeling today on a Tuesday. Feeling vindicated because I was right. Right about what? About the style point thing. No, that's what you wanted to see. Yeah. You guys talked to fans this week. What do you think the reaction to that game was? <laughs> the rea- I mean, honestly, the reaction is they're still winning the Super Bowl. So, mm-hmm. so, so you're wrong. Well, are you kidding me? People are, people are mad at me because I, I'm saying they're like, yeah, I don't really think this is a Super Bowl team. Listen, we'll get into it on the other side. 215-592-9494. Marks and Reese, 215-592-9494. Tuesdays with Elliott's coming up next. How does he feel about the team heading into the playoffs? Is he still expecting a Super Bowl? That's next. Marks and Reese on 94 WIP. Hey, football fans, call your own plays during the NFL playoffs with FanDuel in partnership with Valley Forge Casino, America's number one sports book. Because when you bet the NFL same-game parlays from now through January 16th, all customers get up to $100 in free bets, win or lose. Now, all you have to do is place a total of $20 or more on NFL same-game parlays or same-game parlay plus bets during the wild card round now the more you bet the more you'll get back in free bets nfl same game parlays are the perfect way to combine your bets for a chance at a larger payday so many games to choose from this weekend i think a close one will be los angeles taking on jacksonville i think that's going to be a good one i like the quarterback from los angeles to go over in his passing yards how about that running back from los angeles Number 30, Austin Eckler. How about an anytime touchdown for him? And uh, running back receptions. I think the running back from Jacksonville catches the ball a lot out of the backfield, Travis Etienne. So, yeah, we'll go over in receptions for him. That's the same game parlay that you can build on your own or choose from one of the more popular same game parlays that's pre-built for you in FanDuel's 
top-rated sportsbook app. FanDuel Sportsbook is the official partner of 94WIP. And if you're new to FanDuel Sportsbook, you can also get up to $100 in free bets, win or lose, when you sign up using promo code IKE. Again, that's promo code IKE. Man, I'm telling you, I really like the FanDuel app. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. I make taco soup sometimes for my family. I got, I don't, I, I make the taco soup how I made it the last time because well, my kids don't love it, but my wife likes it. So I make the taco soup the the way I did last time. And then, you know, why do my kids not like it? Well, cause I didn't give them enough Fritos on the side. Right. So then I'll maybe add a couple Fritos. So it's, it's like, you have a plan. I'll probably get made fun of for that, but that's okay. Um, you have a plan of what you want to do and you follow that plan, but always trying to make it a little bit better. All right, Nick Sirianni, what could possibly go wrong in a playoff situation? We're back, Marks and Reese. Elliot Shore Parks, Tuesdays with Elliot. Man, that drop board just lives rent-free in the head down there at uh, at NovaCare. <laughs> well, I mean, as much as it's used, I would, I would see why. Oh, yeah. yeah. Nick Nick was probably like, so, Doug, what should I know about coaching in Philly? He's like, well. Be aware of that drop board. Yeah, there's this producer <laughs> named Jack Fritz. I make taco soup sometimes for my family. I will have something on my face for sure. <laughs> yeah. All right, Elliot. Nobody's safe. How are you? Uh, how are you feeling today? Do Do you believe this is still a Super Bowl team? Yeah, of course. Well, hold on. Well, hold They've on, already hold on. won one more playoff game yeah, than every other team but, but, in the NFC. It, you assured me on Friday that if they look like crap, you wouldn't yeah, feel like I that. I feel less confident than uh, I used to. Right, I absolutely right. feel less confident than I used to. But they're still the best team in the NFC. And I think that's the reality people need to accept of where this team is at. I understand the concern 100%. I get the concern. They're not playing their best football going into the playoffs. But they're also still the best team in the NFC. Okay. I, 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 think, I think that's a fair opinion. Yeah. But, but, I mean, the game really didn't matter then on 
No, it Sunday. mattered because if they would have gone out there and played well and Jalen would have played well and the starters would have been better against the backups, then you would have no reason to be concerned, right? But I think that because of how they played, it's absolutely fair to wonder, okay, is Jalen going to feel healthy in the first in the first playoff game they face? Is the offensive line going to play better? Is everything going to click back into place? But the good news is because they played so well in the beginning of the year, right, they have an advantage over other teams. It shouldn't be this close heading into the postseason, right? The 49ers are a good team. They're on their third string quarterback nobody should view them it shouldn't be the case I'm saying nobody should view them as a legit threat to the Eagles but because the Eagles have not played well because they didn't play well on Sunday yeah it's a bit more of a toss-up but I also think to go overboard and say they're not a Super Bowl contender is overreacting they're not a legit contender to beat the Eagles the the 49ers I'm saying with Brock Purdy at quarterback if the Eagles play their best football the 49ers should not be able to beat them the reason people are scared of the 49ers coming to Philadelphia and winning is because the Eagles are not playing their best football yeah yeah okay I mean listen I I think that I the, the 49ers are absolutely a legit threat to beat the Eagles I mean that sorry so Elliot, that's what I'm saying because the Eagles aren't playing their best football that's why the 49ers are concerned Okay, but the Eagles are what they are, right? Like that—that's where they are right now. And who knows? Maybe they—maybe they start playing their best football in the playoffs. I mean, things can change. They have two weeks to do it. So, what's your what is your main concern with the Eagles right now? Jalen Hurts. That's my main concern because when he plays his best football, he fixes the problems that this team's dealing with. And I think it's been kind of eye-opening how they've talked about Jalen since the end of that Giants game. The way after the game, Sirianni talked about how hard they had to work to get him ready to play. Jalen was both evasive about his health, but also did say that, you know, he was sore and that, you know, it was hard to play. And then today you heard Sirianni say that they both knew, the team and Jalen, that he was going to be really sore from that game. And they knew it was really going to hurt for him to play. So this idea that they were keeping him on ice or that he wasn't that hurt is gone. They're going into the playoffs with a quarterback that's injured. And because of that, the, the playing field is is evened out a little bit with the other teams in the NFC. But I, my biggest concern is, is Jalen going to be Jalen? Yeah. Like, that's what you would have to... Like, yeah, if I, if I were... If I'm sitting here saying, okay, what would have people concerned? It would have to be, well, we saw Jalen play Sunday, but he didn't look like the Jalen Hurts right. prior to the injury. So... He's obviously not 100%. Else you wouldn't have to protect his shoulder. Right. Like, that, that doesn't make sense. So, he's obviously still not at 100%. I mean, reasonable logic says he should be closer to 100% in two weeks. But I wonder how much discomfort is still there or will be there that he's not willing to take on uh, a, a defender to pick up a first down or mm-hmm. to get in the end zone. Or they can't call certain running plays uh, with the RPO because if they if teams play it the way Chicago played it, where they forced Jalen to keep the ball and they wanted to get as many hits on him as possible, yeah. does that become a concern? Well, and I think the concern, too, is this team, everything was operating – so cleanly and mm-hmm. everything that Jalen was doing was so clear in his head right mm-hmm. we talked so all off season and then beginning of this season about the benefits of Jalen having the same play caller for the second year in a row and a benefit of that is he's a, he's very in sync with what's happening he knows what to expect he knows what to do on this play mm-hmm. there's not as much thinking out on the field he right. can react more right? right and my concern is with this shoulder you start to think like you're running and you're going, Oh, I don't know if I want to get hit or like, Oh, they don't really want me to take that hit or no, I should probably hand it off. Cause you know, the RP, whatever. 
And that's what I thought Sunday was. Yeah. And so so the hope is that in, you know, two weeks when they play, that he's feeling well enough that he doesn't have to think about it. Right. But to me, it looks like it's probably going to be something he's thinking about. The team today, I think Nick said, uh, you know, he didn't want to say with certainty that he would be pain-free in the playoffs. So anytime you enter the playoffs with your quarterback having pain, that's a concern. The good news is there's not a lot of good quarterbacks in the in the uh, uh, playoffs in the NFC. I mean, Jalen is, I think, clearly the best quarterback in the playoffs. You could argue Tom Brady off his track record, but Jalen has played better than than Brady has this year without question. So even injured, Jalen's the best. It's just it was going so well, and to see it come off the rails like this before the, the postseason, it, it evens the playing field. Mm. I, I, Brandon said something to me last night on the Brandon Graham show that I thought was interesting, which was that the defense came out with a very vanilla game plan. They didn't want to show a lot in the game. They were just more or less trying to come out. They knew for the most part they'd be playing backup, so they really came out. And, like, there wasn't a lot of game planning for the mm-hmm. game. It was a very vanilla. I, I guess that's on offense and defense as well. And I guess it kind of looked like it, right? And and I wonder if that's because they're thinking about play, they'll be playing the, they could be playing the Giants in the playoffs. They didn't want to show too much. I don't know, but they definitely came out trying to win the game without having to do a lot or show a whole lot. And, and I think that that could be one of the reasons they struggled so much with the Giants' blitz package because they didn't have things there ready for it. Yeah. They probably didn't expect them to blitz as much as they did. But the issue is the defense, for the most part, dominated the Giants' offense with that vanilla game plan. The offense, on the other hand, didn't look that great with the vanilla game plan. Now, of course, you could say it's because of the game plan, but they're also going up against guy. You know, they're going Backups. up against a defense that also is not really game planning. And you, they have the Pro Bowl talent out there on offense. So, I get the play calling thing, but you would hope that no matter what the play call was, AJ Brown, Devontae, Jalen, Dallas Goddard, their line, Miles would have been able to look better than they did against a Giants team that also was not trying. Yeah. All right, let's uh, take a couple phone calls. 215-592-9494. Twitter questions today sponsored by Mark's Jewelers. If you're getting engaged, visit the home team with the best selection of diamond engagement rings to fit every budget. Online, marks-jewelers.com. JT at Balakimwa. JT, same expectations for you with the Eagles. How are you? JT. We'll try Andrew in Lansdale. Andrew, what's up? Go ahead. Yo, what's going on? Hey, let me get some of that ice juice, Jack. Uh-oh. They must have been drinking that Ike juice. Ike juice, Ike juice. Yeah. What's going on, gentlemen? <laughs> What's now up, Andrew? <laughs> yeah. Well, gentlemen and, and uh, Dr. Lex Frankenstein there, um, Johnny Mark, you know. I hope, uh, hope, I hope Dr. Glass' little blue pill is working for you as well as them hair it's not the oh, It's wow. not the blue pill. It's wave therapy that they do over Dr. Glass. <laughs> but if they're giving out blue and, pills, you know we'll I need to see the package. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I just, uh, I, I don't know. I like you, Johnny. I just feel like the need to pick on you. I don't know why. It's like you just got that stupid face, but I love you. You God. know what I mean? Like, oh, th- so th- I, thanks, wow. Andrew. At <laughs> least it's with love. <laughs> yeah, it's with if love. It was, thanks. If it was anyone else picking on you besides me, I'd stick up for you. You know what I mean? But, uh, oh, awesome. Hey, Andrew, <laughs> hey, Andrew, you're a great caller so far. Thanks, man. You <laughs> suck. Go ahead. Go but, ahead. Uh, no, nah, I just wanted to say, uh, you know, I really hope um, – that Jonathan Gannon gets the Texans job, mm. and I would like to see Lovey Smith come and be our D coordinator. I mean, I really want Demico Ryan's, but that's never going to happen. So, um, <laughs> yeah. You know, well, can I ask you why do you want, why would you want D'Amico over Gannon? D'Amico over Gannon? Yeah. Why would you want that? Because D'Amico's amazing, and I'm just not a big Gannon fan. I don't like the 
the whole Well, what does D'Amico do that Gannon doesn't, I guess would be my question, because they give up roughly the same amount of points. Gannon got more sacks, more turnovers, and when D'Amico played uh, Mahomes, he gave up 44 points, I think it was. So I'm just curious why you like D'Amico more than Gannon. I just think that, the, well, first of all, I think D'Amico um, is more relatable. Mm. Um <laughs> I thought I don't. I just don't. I just don't like Cannon, man. Yeah, uh, just, you, you don't, don't have a reason. With that one. Yeah, Andrew, you don't, you don't have a reason, do you? He's not aggressive. I, yeah, well, <laughs> he, no one's going to be Jim Johnson. I mean, but you know, I mean, I wish we could have that again, but we. Or can't. Buddy Ryan. I'm but, sure you're a big Buddy Ryan <laughs> fan, right, Andrew? You know well, what I thought was interesting? You know, Javon Kerr said in the pregame show on Sunday that he used to drop back into coverage. He did. Yeah. Well, it's just interesting because I. I wouldn't have thought that, right? Because everyone, you know, right. and I was concerned about Hassan right. Reddick dropping back, but Javon Kirst dropped back, and that was under Jim Johnson. Yeah. It was just surprising to me. Yeah. Probably uh, to him, too. All right, thanks. Yeah, Andrew. yeah. I don't think he came from Tennessee. Yeah, he wasn't dropping he was gonna, back uh, and covered in Tennessee. He was going to drop back. Yeah. Yeah, that's, those were the, the Oki packages. Yeah. So, yeah. So I used to run the Oki package prior to the freak getting here. Okay. Yeah, they actually brought somebody who would be much better at running the Oki package. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, don't don't diminish yourself. Well, man. I'm just saying, yeah. having me having me run D line stunts. Well, you guys are like the same size now. Well, well, well now we are. Back then <laughs> yeah. we weren't. Yeah. Back yeah. then he had me outweighed by about thirty pounds. So yeah, he's a he's a he's a yeah. linebacker size. Yeah. 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 Javon Kurse uh, at the pregame show was the honorary captain on Sunday, and mm-hmm. Ike took a picture and Instagrammed it out, and I was like. Man, that I, he that's a smaller version or a skinnier version of of Javon Kurse. Mm-hmm. But he's doing well. It seems like uh it's good to see him back in in town. You want to guess uh how often the San Francisco 49ers blitz this year? Probably not often. No good defense blitz. Yeah. Well, you know I know this already. Right. Yeah. Gannon blitzed more than D'Amico. <laughs> so and I like D'Amico. This is not any shot at D'Amico. Well, I just think it's it's the be... definition of thinking the grass is always green. Right, yeah. right. And he's got talent in San Francisco too. <laughs> Boy, don't ever yeah, you throw that stat out there. You just you just you just threw a monkey wrench in everybody's thought yeah, process. Yeah. So why why the Eagles blitz more than the 49ers? Yep. Wow. Twenty two percent to twenty percent. Wow. So why so Elliot, why do you think that people I I mean, I would say the majority of Eagles fans, at least ones that we talk to or we hear from, aren't fans of Jonathan Gannon. Why would you say that? I think it's be I mean I th- I think it's because he does play a style of defense where he allows easy completions. Like he's okay with giving up the underneath short stuff and he trusts that if you make an offense run 12 or 13 plays on a drive, they're going to make a mistake, a penalty, a turnover, a poor throw, whatever. I also remember people were very upset about the fact that Jim Schwartz defense used to always get burned over the top, right? Exactly. I remember in Minnesota, <laughs> yes. I was in the uh, game in Minnesota against the Vikings, it was bombs away over his defense, right? Because he played a ton of man coverage. The corners didn't really like that. So I think Gannon's defense is just a, a, a safer style of defense. But again, he does blitz. I mean, he blitzes 22% of the snaps. So roughly one every four snaps this season, he has set a blitz, right? Yeah. And he, he and he obviously gets a ton of pressure with his front four. Now, you could say that's because they're talented, but sometimes the best coaching is just getting out of the way. Hassan Reddick is going to rush the quarterback this year. Uh, I'm sorry. Hassan Reddick is going to drop into coverage fewer snaps this year than he has his whole career, right? So my concern coming into the year was, is, is Gannon going to overthink this? Is he going to drop Reddick into all these different roles and do all these things no he's just had him rush the passer and as a result reddick has 16 sacks so sometimes the best coaching is just the simplest one of letting guys do what they do best and because of the style of defense that he plays 
give Howie Roseman credit for going out and improving the talent. Yeah. Because if you're going to play that style of defense, then you had better have players that can beat one-on-one pass blocking and get to the quarterback without extra help. Yep. So that's actually Howie getting his bang for his buck. Right, right. You don't have to put the defense in a compromising position by sending extra guys when you're when when the majority of your salary cap is tied up in those guys up front. They should yes. be able to get home without extra help. Well, it allows you to put more guys in coverage. And and while I, I don't want to get lost in the weeds with trying to explain why why I'm okay with this and why it actually makes sense if everyone just decided to, to step out of their comfort zone and wanting an attack-style defense, the logic behind it is absolutely right. Mm -hmm. First of all, there's about 10 quarterbacks at best in this league that are actually franchise-style quarterbacks. You play 17 games. You know what that means? You're not playing 10 quarterbacks that are – Franchise-worthy quarterbacks. You're over, playing maybe three. Exactly, year, over a 17-game yeah. schedule. So if I'm playing average at best quarterbacks, the majority of my schedule, I want to make it harder on them. So if they, if it takes them 10 to 12 plays to score, they are more than likely going to make a mistake before a Pat Mahomes or a Tom Brady will. Those guys will wind up turning the ball over like Andy Dalton did last week before he got to the end zone. Yeah, right. The only reason they scored on the opening drive, you know why? Because they they took the ball out of the quarterback's hands and started running wildcat offense. Mm-hmm. So, and and with all that, New Orleans still scored 13 points. Yeah. With, with all that time of possession Washington had, it still was a game in, in the balance if the Eagles don't turn the ball over four times. So I say that to say, of your 17 games, 13 to 14 of those games, this, this philosophy is going to work to your favor. Well, I mean, it's going to work. If you're playing a Carson Wentz, you're going to get 11 sacks. Yeah. Like they did against Washington, right? Like Kirk Cousins, what is it, three interceptions? Yep. When you're playing these average to below average guys, you're usually going to come out on – your defense is going to come out on top. It's the defenses that take the risk, like the Giants as the number one. You know why the Giants blitz as much as they do? Because their players aren't good enough to win on their own. Yep, so that's how they create So they have to blitz as much as they do. Right. 40% 40% blitz and rate for the, the Giants. By the way, where's their defense at ranked at the Giants? Well, and this is the thing. <laughs> yeah, where's that defense Everyone, Everyone wants the cornerbacks to make plays, right? Mm-hmm. And I do think that they need to play. I think Slay over the last weeks has probably not been up to his standard. But the reason the corners and the safeties have all these interceptions is because they're not blitzing. It's because they're backpedaling and they have their eye on the quarterback. They're not playing tight man coverage where you're looking at the body and you have to react to the ball at the last second. Yeah. So there's that. But here's the other thing. Mm-hmm. People that went Gannon gone. I got news for you. They're not hiring a defensive coordinator that's going to come in here and blitz a ton. Sirianni's not going to do it. Let's be real. Howie's not going to let him do it. Lurie's not going to let Howie let Nick do it. It's not something they believe in because it's not what smart teams do. To Ike's point, the teams that blitz a ton are the teams that can't handle the offense in front of them with their personnel. The Eagles have good players, so they don't have to blitz as much as other teams. Mm. I know it's boring for people, but how can you be bored with the third most sacks in the history of the game? That's, yeah, exactly. Like, not the third most in the league, history. the third most in the history of the game. Yeah, the, the Eagles this year had um, a total of how many sacks? 70 sacks this year? I mean, it was 70. And, and, and now they had an extra game, but the NFL but still, record was 73. The next closest team in sacks, what do you think it was? So I know this. I, I saw won. it. It was a double-digit lead at it one point. Chiefs had 15 less sacks. Yeah. yeah. 
the Chiefs who never that's Spags over right. there. Yep. But like how he, much are they blitzing? If if you look Jim at Jim Johnson's defense, right. <laughs> similar, similar, well, it's similar to the Eagles actually. I know that's my point. Similar yeah. to the Eagles, yeah. but I also think there's this perception like. You know, Jim Johnson coached the way he did because of when he played and that exactly. style, right? Exactly. Jonathan Gannon is coaching to today's when NFL. Played, yes. Jim yes. Johnson was right for what he did. Gannon is right for what he did. You don't run the exact same style of of defense over 40 years of the league. Things change. The rule change. The personnel's change. And to Ike's point, there's not good quarterbacks, really. And that's, you know, the biggest thing going into the playoffs. Look at these guys that the Eagles are going to go against, right? There's not guys that you should be afraid of. I mean, I think the quarterbacks outside of Tom Brady have combined for two playoff wins. And majority of them haven't even played in the playoffs. Birdie, uh, Birdie. Brock Purdy, Geno Smith, Daniel Jones. These guys haven't even been in the postseason before. Wow. That's, wow. A, that's a trio right there. Yeah. Brock and Birdie, for what it's worth, Dak, I, although he's Jones. a good quarterback, Dak's playing awful right now. Yeah, did not have a good game. Well, he yeah. torched your boys' defense. He did. On, yeah, he did. <laughs> No, yeah, yeah like, what, what I happened? mean, that's the truth. I don't he know did. what it is. I don't know what now to you're tell right you. about he that. Did. Yeah, yeah, he this, did. This is uh, sickening. It's, it really is sickening. They go, <laughs> they let, they're not, no one is afraid of the Eagles defense. Like, I disagree with no, that. Oh, I disagree with that. Who's afraid with that. of them? Who's afraid of them? You know they're going to cost them in the playoffs. You know that. Why? They Why? Never Why? shut down a good quarterback. And for the, and that's for the, not, oh, first of all, that's not true. That's not true. Well, Trevor Lawrence, they shut down. Kirk Cousins, they shut down. Okay, and they shut him down, whatever. Aaron Rodgers, they shut down for the majority of that. They gave up 23 points to Aaron Rodgers. 95% completion rate against zone. Like the best That's it. That is the most the made up five, fake stat that is. It's like when everyone's why? like, Jordan Davis is the key to the run defense. And then Jordan Davis <laughs> did, Jordan Davis didn't play and the run well, defense they, they was fine. Two guys and made yeah, up. I'm also, just saying. Is it, is it fine? I mean, the Giants third stringers went for 129 yards. Yeah, because they were lining up 15 yards but, deep so they wouldn't give up big plays. But Jack, I think you can have it both ways, right? Like we can agree that the Eagles defense has been good this year, but is part of that. Is it has been great this year. It's not great. But is part of that. How many games they lose for him this year? Is part of that? Is part of that? Is part of that the level of competition in the quarterbacks that they played? And I'll but say that's but you can make that argument for yeah, every defense. That's every Again, D'Amico okay. got torched by Patrick Mahomes. They were the, down like seven starters on defense. The reason that the great quarterbacks make all the money they do is because they so put it is up the points. No, I'm, I'm with you. Yeah. Yes. Everyone that wants a coordinator that's going to shut down the elite uh, quarterbacks, good luck. Good luck finding a defensive coordinator that you're going to hire to replace Gannon that's going to come in here and shut down Mahomes and these guys. Because, A, there aren't a lot of them, if any, and, B, those guys are head coaches. You're going to get another Jonathan Gannon. I mean, maybe – If you're lucky, you'll get another Gannon. Well, and maybe you get – See, you're over the top with it. It's true. (laughs) Who's the the old guy? You want Sirianni having to worry about the defensive side of the ball? At least now he can just let Gannon do his thing. He defense the other day. What? He said he, he mandated that, yeah. what they do on defense the other day. Maybe he does want to coach. Defense. He vetoed. He vetoed a call, man. Yeah. yeah, Gannon was trying to be aggressive, and everyone, everyone of power was like, "Whoa, whoa, 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 whoa!" So, so hold on. Everybody, everybody's gonna want Vic, the uh, Vic Fangio, to come in here and replace Jonathan Gannon. Right, I mean, and nobody can really tell you what defense well, that's Vic, what I'm Fangio saying. Vic Fangio. Vic Fangio, by the way, Gannon coached under yeah, Vic Fangio. I don't know if he's a blitzer or not. That's what I'm saying. I, I have no idea. Yeah. What was the last defense he was the coordinator of? Vic Fangio? The Broncos, right? Yeah, it was the, well, so it was the head coach of the Broncos. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, like, that's what I'm saying. I'm well, yeah, right, it was his right. defense, yeah. yeah. But, he, but you're right, he wasn't calling plays, though. Right. Well, I, I don't know. Was he? It's a good question. I would think yeah. not, but... <laughs>
we're all big. Yeah. Uh, all big, the Todd Bowles is over there calling plays on defense. No, but yeah. like, but like seriously, we, we we're we're gonna envision like Big Fangio. Finally, we got a real defensive coordinator. He comes in and blitzes nineteen percent of the time next year. <laughs> the best defenses don't blitz. If well, you look at the teams that blitz the most, almost all of them are bad defenses. Well, here's what I'll tell you about next year. Before we look too far ahead, there will be more above average quarterbacks on the schedule next year. Yeah, if you look at it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, they're yes. going to get that first place That's schedule. what I'm saying. Like, yeah, you get yeah. the first place schedule next year. I'm already seeing we got Kansas City, Tampa Bay. Hold on, we play the AFC West and the NFC West. Yeah, now, I will say yeah. Tampa Bay, Tom Brady might not be yeah, there. Yeah, he won't. Yeah, he's liable to be in another damn division, yeah, the AFC yeah. West. He's liable to be out there with the – are we playing the AFC West? playing for the Giants. No, we play the AFC East. Yes, which shouldn't we'll be. Play, well, got they, Josh go, Allen. they go you to got, New England next. Yeah, year. you got to yeah. play Josh Allen. You got to play Tua and, and those guys. Hurts versus Josh Allen, the two biggest yeah. players hey, of the. Uh, and whoever goes to New York. Yeah. Did you know that the Eagles actually are up in blitzing? Last year, they they blitzed the second least in the league. They're up five percent in their blitz rate from mm. last season. Thank you, Gannon. So there you go. Yeah, just get see that he reacted. He he wanted more blitzing. Damn well, it, he gave you more. And this blitzing. is the other thing. If you look at the two problems this defense had last year, it was sacks. Right, I think they only had twenty nine sacks last year or something like that. And yeah, that I can sacks. understand the complaints last yeah, year. Well, in turnovers, right? Yeah, and they've dramatically improved in both of those. Yeah, you almost went from last in sacks to first to a damn record second right. year. In turnovers too, I'd have to see where they were last year. They've cooled off a little on the turnovers for sure. The the defense has. Yeah, but. I mean, in the beginning of the year, they were at, like, a historic pace. So, so you and his defense, you were a Jim Schwartz guy, too. Yes, he was. They won yes, he was. <laughs> yes, he was. His defense gave up, like, 23 and, points and in those two home playoff games. nobody Jim Schwartz. Yeah. Nobody. Hey, I, I'm just I saying, I, I, I understand. I see you're a defensive guy. You love the coordinators, well, man. You're there. Well, what I really is is I'm an offensive guy, and I have no expectation for the defense. I always just trust the, the offense has to win it. Everyone always wants a defense to win games. That doesn't happen anymore. The Eagles are going to win the Super Bowl if the offense wins it for them. Right. If you're hoping Gannon carries them through the playoffs, yeah, you're going to be disappointed. But no team's going into the postseason well, being like, our defense is going to. the gonna... most sacks in the history of football. Because it's an offensive league. Like the, this is how but this is how you win in the, the playoffs. Football, so okay, you should be able to carry them to a championship. So if they're an elite, you said they're an elite defense, they, right? Yeah, they're an elite defense. Okay, so then why can't I? Expect because them elite to carry defenses them to a don't carry teams to titles anymore. It's offensive teams that do it. It's quarterbacks that do it. These are this. The side of the ball is geared in the NFL. The yeah. rules give the uh, the offense, and that's the advantage. why an elite defense should actually give your team even a better advantage. But even an elite defense is giving up twenty something points I to great offense to, to those guys. And, and right. he's right. And, and here's the thing: it's almost the exact. Blue blueprint of the 17 team they were able to beat Matt Ryan and Case Keenum in the yeah. NFC side of the bracket okay you may get Tom Brady but he's an older version of Tom Brady Dak Prescott is no better than Matt Ryan was at that time agree so you're still getting that style of quarterback and then if you get to the Super Bowl and whether you got to go up against Mahomes Burrow or Josh Allen we had to go up against Tom Brady and Nick had to do what he did mm-hmm. So you you that may be the case regardless of yeah. of what this defense is. Like the, the offense is going to have to exactly, score a lot of yes. to win those yeah. games. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, if you go against those guys, yeah. right? Like if you go up against one of those three quarterbacks with those offenses that they have, you know they're going to put up points. You kidding Big me? Point, yeah. You got Jamar Chase and uh, the, the T Higgins and Tyler Boyd and then you well, Kansas City's Receivers aren't that great, but you got no. you know, Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. <laughs> yes, the offense should be expected to Stephon do it. Stephon Diggs and Gabriel Davis. 
They have a hundred million dollar receiver in AJ Brown. They have Dallas Goddard, who's one of the highest paid in the league. Uh, All I'm their okay. positions yeah. are like yeah, offensive head coach, a yeah. coordinator's good job. The offense is supposed to carry them, and that's why when they don't look good and they don't get style points, it's concerning. Well, oh, it's back to your point. It's back yeah. to his original. No, but point. Elliot, Elliot, I'm glad. I'm glad that it's back to his original. Point. I'm glad yeah. that Elliot, circle it all around. Elliot actually agreed with my take at the end of the week. He just doesn't recognize. No, that, I that didn't he's agree, agreement. and I was you correct. Do. Yeah, you do. I, I said that it wasn't going to matter one way or another what they look like on Friday. It wasn't going to change the way that you looked at the team, and you don't because you still think that they're it a has Super Bowl changed team. the way but I look at the team. But you're still picking them to go to the because Super I was Bowl. picking them before too. But I was like at 100 percent compared to like 60 or 65 now. <laughs> That's a fact. You want the fact that you know that's the reality. People, they're still the best team in the NFC, right. but the the gap not has as been closed. The as gap has been closed because they're not playing well. Right. If they were playing their best football. They'd roll. Who's the, the biggest NFC. competition? I mean, it's probably the Niners. All right, but yeah. you just you said the Niners are they, they're not even. Well, someone has to be their biggest competition. Okay, well, Zach is like really confident. <laughs> I think they're going to go to the Super Bowl, but there's no. The, the reality is they're not playing well, and that leaves it up for debate a little more. Yeah, you're not sitting there saying they're going to steamroll exactly. through the Which AFC. Everyone was saying when they beat the Packers, right. the Titans, and the right. Giants. Why? Because they played really well. They All got right. style points in those I games. See, and I, a lot of regular It's hard points. to pin him down, man. It's, 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 it's difficult. Elliot, <laughs> we <laughs> always right. But we didn't get Except enough time with you. Sirianni stole a segment of you. I know. I think I'll make taco soup sometimes for my family. I mean, I'll stick around if you guys want. All right, Elliot's coming up after this. 215 expense my extra parking? It's Mark Sorry, it's a good question. And, right, right. And back, to your, back to your phone calls coming up next. Uh, the expectations for this Eagle season. Has it changed? Put the lie detector test on you. Still Super Bowl team? Get in now. Marks and Reese, 94 WIP. Hey, listen, NJ Diet. Start the new year off right by finally losing that weight. Schedule your consultation with NJ Diet today. Their scientific approach will ensure that you lose the fat quickly and safely. NJ Diet uses hair and saliva samples along with their bioenergetic scans to personalize natural solutions and supplements that balance your hormones where the side effect is weight loss. You will shed a contractually guaranteed 20 to 40 plus pounds in only 40 days. Then NJ Diet uses DNA testing to help you keep it off. NJ Diet's all natural. No shots, no hormones, no surgery, and no prepackaged foods. Full supervision is provided every step of the way, and you even get the doctor's personal email and phone number. And they have locations throughout the East Coast or from anywhere with live online video consultations. Lose 20 to 40 plus pounds in only 40 days. Guaranteed. Call 855-5NJ-DIET. That's 855-5NJ-DIET. Or go to njdiet.com. Schedule your consult today at njdiet.com. That's njdiet.com. And lose the weight for good. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. 
your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.